Thanks for listening to the 242 Young Adults Podcast with Pastor Justin Corkum. Our prayer is that this message will be an encouragement to your life in Christ. We now move on. And our next category that we're going to talk about, and again, if you think about it a little bit more compartmentalized, I think you're going to understand a little bit more of the whole picture. All right. So now our next area is going to be salvation. And so I think this is where a lot of times people start getting confused. Because they're like, okay, well, I'm saved. So the Holy Spirit's in me. But like I don't speak in tongues. So does that mean that I don't have the Holy Spirit in me? And well, like, but I don't do that. Well, what does that mean? And so right now, okay, we're going to talk about salvation. We might touch upon it tonight, but we really wanted to take our time with this. And next week, we're probably going to hit baptism. Okay, and then we're going to go to so when we come to the New Testament go to let's go to Luke 1 and this um, kind of just like hit me as I was reading it again. But we see that Luke 1, again, Jesus hasn't come yet, right? We're reading the story of, um, like the Christmas story, if you want to say. This is the pre to when Jesus is going to be coming. This is before, um, or it's right, right after Gabriel spoke to Mary and gave her this, this word that she is going to carry the, the son of God. And so um, we go to ch- chapter 1, and it's verse, um, let's start at 39. And it says, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, and this is what I love. At the sound of Mary's greeting... Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's where Justin and I initially had stopped. We were like, oh, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. But as I read on, I was like, this is amazing. Because not only was she filled with the Holy Spirit, but then she said, and like, this is where sometimes we have to critically think. She says, Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Pause. When Mary came in, all it says was she greeted her. It was a greeting, right? It wasn't like she was like, Elizabeth, guess what? I just got a message from the like angel and I'm, a, I'm pregnant right now. Like she didn't say that. It was a greeting. So it was probably a peace be to you or hey or hi Elizabeth. I'm here to visit like shalom. It was a greeting. Okay. 
And at the very moment that that greeting happened, the baby, John the Baptist, left within her. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and she began to prophesy. Isn't that cool? Is anybody else a little excited about this or was it just me? Maybe I'm just slow and I'm like, oh, it takes me a while to get there. But you, God has blessed you above all women. Nobody told her that. Mary hadn't even had a chance to speak yet. And it says, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped with jo for joy. You are blessed because you believed uh, the Lord would do what he said. Again, nobody said anything to her. And yet, the Lord, when she was filled, she had this, this word. And I thought that was really cool. Because then later on, you see that Zachariah, who didn't believe the word of the Lord, and then faced a consequence and was silent through the entire pregnancy until the time that this baby was born, John. And it says in verse 67, then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Okay, and so there's, these are all like aspects that I know right now you're like, Stephanie, I have no idea where you're going with this, but I promise you, you're going to know. It's going to start connecting, all right? And so we see that that instance was with John the Baptist. And oh, I'm sorry, that was actually coming to this because Jesus hadn't come yet. All right, so now we're at salvation. Jesus comes. So John is over here. We'll keep him in there, even though he's in the New Testament. All right, so now we have the Holy Spirit at salvation. And we're going to go to um, John 20. And we're going to see that there's... Okay, so... Jesus had his disciples with him for three years, right? Teaching, they were doing, they were doing miraculous things, they were being used, they, but there was still this disconnect, like, who, like, who are you? Like, even after, it was like, wait, but God, Jesus, like, I, I, we're not understanding. And we come to John 20, and we see that, Jesus breathed and told his disciples to receive the Holy Spirit. And you see that this is, if you want to say, the first encounter of salvation. So we've got John 20, 22. And as we were studying, it was... It was really interesting because, let's, let's read it actually first. So it says, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. I'm at verse 19, because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. 
As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And you see that later in Romans, Paul talks about salvation. And it's a very common passage that you often hear. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And, and you have all of a sudden this, these men who had been with him so long, and, and you see later that there was, you see that like Thomas, you see Peter, like I love you, yes Lord, I love you, then feed my sheep. But do you love, it? yes, I love you. You see this, this confession and this belief. They, they confessed, they believed, and he breathed the spirit in them. And so salvation, at salvation, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. And we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about that, the evidence, the, the proofs of spirit, the spirit living in us, okay? And, and I thought it was interesting because he didn't just breathe and say, receive the Holy Spirit, but he also talked about forgiveness. And as I was studying it, I'm not going to read it because it's kind of long. Um, but basically, he was talking about now the message that needed to go forth. So when you think about it, what did Christ do? What was, what was the purpose of his death and resurrection? This isn't a, like, this isn't a trick question at all. Right. So Old Testament, it used to be that they would put all the sins on the head of an animal. One time a year, the Day of Atonement, there would be this, like, everything that they've ever done, and then... It would, you know, and then there was a whole ceremonial drill that they would do. And now all of a sudden, this perfect lamb, sacrificial lamb, he willingly gave his life so that we can be forgiven of sins, so that we can be healed, so that we can be whole. Jesus did everything I love it in Galatians. Everything we ever needed was accomplished when Jesus died and rose again. Think about that. Think about that even for yourselves right now. Everything we ever needed. That there is so much power in what Christ did. And I think that as believers, there are many times that we take for granted and we don't carry or we don't understand the implication of the weight of what he did 
And if we, if we did, I think that we would see a lot more things in our lives change. I think we would walk in a lot more power, a lot more authority, a lot more victory, just because we understand what was accomplished on that day. It was, a for, it was forgiveness. There was, there was a, a remittance for our sins. And so here he's saying, it's not just now he breathed and the Holy Spirit is within you. It's now go and tell this message to people. Let them know that it's not just, you don't have to continue holding on to this. You don't have to live this way. You now have forgiveness of sin through Jesus Christ. He has done it. It was finished. And so I think that's that's an important aspect that a lot of times like we kind of take one and we forget the other. Like I feel like forgiveness is a very um it's a very important aspect that a lot of times people will you know like one common verse is when Jesus said if you say unto this mountain be cast into the sea it will be done but it also says but if you don't forgive like then there's an issue <laughs> that's a paraphrase but Jesus wanted them to understand that when you take this message you now have to it's not just for you what purpose would it be to, if the disciples had this gift of gold in their hands and all they did was keep it for themselves? We probably wouldn't be here if they were like, great, we got this. Now we're just going to stay here and we're going to keep this to ourselves because we don't want anybody else to know about it. So let's just like live in a commune. <laughs> Like, it would have been really horrible and we would all be going to hell. But, um, like, he, he wanted that message to go forth. And so after they believed in the resurrected Savior, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And it's clear that there is a difference between receiving the Spirit at salvation and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And this is where I want to start bringing clarity. Okay? The disciples received the baptism or the Holy Spirit here. Salvation. They received the baptism, okay, where they spoke in new tongues in Acts 2. So I want to just pause because I see some confused faces. And any questions? Are you tracking? Is it clear? Like you could tell me if you're not. And you're like, I have no idea where you're going with this or I'm not really sure or like... Don't be scared to ask a question. And if I don't know the answer right now, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, so no questions? You guys are clear? Okay. All right, so let's let's keep going. Um and so 
It's at this point, Holy Spirit within us at salvation, that now we see that there's an, exact, an active involvement. And that's where we're going to go to Galatians 5. Okay? And so... I'm going to do this. Okay. So, fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 13 to 25. Who wants, does anybody want to read it? Anybody in the mood? If you're not, it's fine. 13 to 25. Yeah, go for it. You know what? Actually, TJ, can you give her the microphone? Because this is on the podcast, so we'll have it at least. Um, they'll be. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love, for the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbors, your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us Desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, Selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. And I think that Galatians 5 is such a beautiful picture of old versus new. And I think that if we went through it, like, I mean, it doesn't take much. You, you know the, the sinful nature because you're de devouring one another, always biting and devouring, destroy, destroying. You're, you're constantly opposing sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, 
sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And I think what we sometimes do in the church is we categorize some as worse than others. Well, I am not, like, I am not sexually immoral, but I'm a little envious. But, but we don't talk about that, right? Because that's not like something that we, comp we, we may hear like being, you know, and how many times do we hear it? You know, like if you're struggling in sin, if you're like addicted to pornography, if you're like, if, if you're struggling with addiction with cigarettes or alcohol or drugs, and we paint, like we've got this category of like, you know, what's really bad and then we have the, well, uh, these aren't horrible. Like, oh, so I'm a little jealous. So I'm a little hostile towards that person. But it's only because they did this and I didn't. Or they have this and I didn't. Division. Like, and, and this is what I want to make clear. is that it's very, and, and this isn't the only place, but Paul says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I want you to just like pause for a minute because I'm not saying, well, if you're dealing with sexual impurity or immorality or if you're dealing with hostility or if you're dealing with this, that, well, that's it. I'm doomed. <laughs> I'm not going to heaven. I'm not saying that. But if you're not making strides towards bettering yourself, if you're not like confessing that sin and wanting it out of your life and you keep feeding it and you keep sitting there, that's where we have a problem. And I was talking with the girls. I remember listening to this sermon and it was amazing and I think it's on my wall. I'll repost it. It's called The Eye in Sin. And he talked about how when people are struggling continuously in sin when it's like and there's a lot going on there he says then I question are you saved because when your flesh man is overpowering your spirit man there's a problem and and I'm not I'm not like I'd have to do a lot of studying although I really respect this pastor <laughs> he's a very wise man but the spirit within us at salvation should produce fruit. And then we go into the fruit. And the fruit of the spirit is love. Just if we stop there, we've got love between brothers and sisters. We got love between husbands and wives. We have love for our authority, people in authority. We have love for our children. Love, there's a lot that goes around. And you think, if I, if I, so Justin and I, we're married, and I say, I love you, honey. But like, I'm actually talking with a guy on the side, 
and we've like slept together a few times, but I keep telling Justin, but I love you. Even just saying that makes me want to throw up. Um, you, you know that that's not the spirit. That's like an antithesis to the spirit. It's like, it's like the opposite, right? And so if, even if you went through every single one of these like spirit or flesh man issues, they're all countered with the spirit, love, joy. If you're joyful, are you going to be hostile <laughs> and quarreling <laughs> and like jealous and having outbursts of anger? <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, I always think of, um, what's the movie with all the emotions? Inside Out, where it's like joy. And then you have like, you know, sadness and what was the what's the green one envy Envy, or yeah where it's like you see that one can't be another you can't be joyful and like have the joy of the lord in you and then be like i hate you like could you it just doesn't like it just doesn't go together it would be like mickey mouse the most like joyful character out there or winnie the pooh like shooting someone it just doesn't work it's like it's you know it's they don't go together so do like flesh and spirit you see that you have to you have to let your spirit the fruit of the spirit holy spirit rise within you it's there it's there but we have we have a choice to grow that fruit or thwart it and let's go on because i think it's like again we've got love joy peace patience i've been praying for patience lately with judah because sometimes i'm like oh he's okay and I'm like, Lord, give me patience. And then I remember my mother's words where she's like, stop asking for patience because the Lord is going to, he's going to like, you know, and uh, I don't know, but kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Think about that for a minute. You, when you received Christ, when the Holy Spirit came, resided within you at that moment, there should be such a change that you've nailed the passions and desires of your sinful natures to the cross. Since we are living by the Spirit. Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. And this is something that I want to stop and I just want to pause because, again, I think as believers, if we feed ourselves good food, it's going to show Think about, like, what was that, supersize me, okay? Or they're like, I wonder what would happen to a guy who ate McDonald's three times a day. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, let's see. 
And so he ate McDonald's. And if they said, hey, do you want me to supersize that for you? He had to say, sure. And all of a sudden, you saw that he gained weight. And he was lethargic. And he was greasy, I'm sure. And his liver was failing. And he was like, I don't remember what else he had. But it was like, like you know, Tommy Boy, where he's like, oh, I hear you getting fatter. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like that. It's like... You could probably, I'm sure he felt it every day because he also wasn't allowed to exercise, right? That was like the whole premise. Think of it like that. If what you're putting in, what are you watching? I tell Judah every single time there's something. And three, but there are times where there's like something, Paw Patrol, okay? We were watching it the other day and there's this one with the pirates and they're under a spell and their eyes get green and all of a sudden they're just walking. And I said, I walked by and I was like, that's not good. He didn't even challenge me. We shut it off and from now on he knows I'm not allowed watching that episode. He knows it. And then we always say, why? And he goes, oh, be careful little eyes what you see because that's a song that we sing. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Mind what you think. Because from three, I want him to know that what you look at, what you listen to, what you think about is going to affect your spirit, man. And I have no problems that my three-year-old son probably has better discernment than some 50-year-old men and women. And he could look at something and say, that is not pleasing to God. I have no problems with that because I want that from a young age. And, and, and I'm not talking about being, you know, legal stuff. You're, you're starting to sound legalistic. And I, heard, I was listening to a preacher once and he said, I'd rather be le legalistic than so liberal that I don't even know what the fruit of the Spirit and what the Spirit's leading is in my life. This don't forsake. Don't forsake the spirit within you, okay? Because I fully confident, and this is me studying my own personal belief, all right? You might sit there and be like, I don't believe that. But I believe that this will then impact this and this. If you don't have this right, you're probably not seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you're not seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're probably not going to be operating the gifts of the Spirit. That's me. And if we as believers want to be powerful in our walk, if we want to be the book of Acts, where people just walking by our shadows, where's my shadow? My shadow, okay, gets healed, then I need to make sure that this is right within me. And let me tell you, it is an everyday thing. And there's going to be times that we slip up. I'm not saying, well, that's it. Salvation, Holy Spirit's in you. You're perfect. No. Okay? But you need to desire because we often forget. And this is something that oftentimes we, like, churches can focus on. Well, I'm a sinful man. I'm just a sinful man. No, you were a sinful man, and now you're a new creation. So start walking like it. 
okay? Don't depend so much because we put so much dependence on our sinful man. Well, that's my cop-out. I was sinful. That's my flesh, man. Really? Do you have Jesus? Because he made you new. So start walking like you're new and not like you're old. We better see the fruit because then a lot of people, and that's why there's so many people who are like, you're a Christian? You don't look anything like them. You don't look, you don't look, talk like, what? And maybe this week, everybody here, we need to go back home and evaluate. And I'm talking myself included because there are areas where the Lord is strengthening and he is correcting me. And you know what? Justin talked about it once, like when you're climbing a mountain. We went hiking this past spring and I thought I was going to die like 800 times. I literally was like, oh my gosh. And then when we were going back down and I had Emily on my back, I thought I was going to die and fall down the hill. Like that, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is how it's going to happen. Um, and Justin talked about how like when you're new in your faith and you're climbing, your incline might just be like this. And you're like, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, this is hard. And then you look back and you're like, that, that was nothing. I, but then as you go deeper in your walk, all of a sudden, God is refining you and he's pruning you. And he's doing things on the inside that, that need to be. Because, and this, is, this is, has been my prayer. And, and if I need to ask for forgiveness, I won't hesitate. And there have been times where I'm like, I'm sorry, I should not have said that. Like, God, I want to be above reproach. I don't want you to find fault in me. I don't want anything to hinder what you have for me. And if this is something, start correcting it and correct it hard. And he has. And you know what? That's how, and I, I'm sorry that I stayed there for a little bit. But it's so important. Because see, Paul talks about that in Romans 7. Uh, there, there's this like battle. I, I don't want to do it, but I do it. But the things that I want to do, I don't do. And it's like there's this pull. And, and sometimes we stay there. We stay at this point of like, I want to do this, but I, but I don't want to. Oh, and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm just this, you know, tug of war person. And we forget that we have to continue reading in Galatians like 8, 9, 10, 11, or Romans rather, you know, all the way. Because you see that the spirit in you gives you strength. If you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. When the Spirit takes reign in your life, you're no longer under that. You're under Christ and all that he did. And that's something that's freeing. That's something that's beautiful. And, that, and that, that's something that we need people to see in us. We hope that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. If you would like to know more about 242, you can email Pastor Justin at jcorkum at manchesterassembly.org. You can also tweet us at 242NH. Again, that's T-W-O-42-N-H. Or on Facebook, you can look us up under 242 Young Adults. We look forward to your feedback, and we'll see you next time.